This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by... Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD or CBD distillate tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors, uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. So if this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. More loaded than Guns N' Roses during Appetite for Destruction, this week's episode of Headlock Talk brings you news from around the wrestling world and previews for Survivor Series, as well as NXT TakeOver, War Games 2, and Fantasy Warfare 2019. Ooh. Ooh. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Headlock Talk. Oh, snap. Oh, a snap, indeed. I'm, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, and across from me here is the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, Stephen. How are you doing this week? I'm doing good. Yeah. Doing real good. Yeah. yeah. Good. That's good to hear, man. It's good to hear. My throat's not destroyed anymore, which is great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, feeling better? Oh, yeah. Good, yeah. man. Good. Well, I'm glad that you're in good shape because we've got a loaded show today. A well, loaded. I wouldn't say I'm in good shape. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Jack Gentleman's definitely in way better shape than I. I just pounded like four tacos and like a bunch yeah. of fried pickles. Hey, it's all good, so, man. I, it was all good. <laughs> Indeed, uh, yeah, uh, you've you've got some energy drink in you. I, I'm I'm trying out this new Bang Miami Cola. It's fucking gross. <laughs> I mean, if you put it on rocks and you really just like the taste of flat cola, it's not bad. It tastes like Coke, like a bottle of Coke that's been like with the top off for like a week. 
Yeah, yeah. It's really not good. Yeah, no. Might be like some <laughs> dust in there. Like, <laughs> I'm Bang will- is great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, I really like Bang, but that one is not good. It's uh, it's an acquired taste for sure. Have you acquired it? Um, I'm getting used to it. Again, it's <laughs> it's better on the rocks when you can dilute it a little bit mm. and just be like, mm, okay, I, I got you. It's it's still not amazing, mm. but um, I am feeling it. So that cotton candy one is very good. I haven't had that one. It's very yet. good. No. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Doesn't taste like cotton candy, but it's good. Yeah. Anyways. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, guys, like I said, we've got a, a stacked show for today, and we're really excited to j- d- jive right into it. Woo! Jiving. No. Uh, dive right into it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, but at the top of this here, here, you guys, uh, if if you uh, enjoy today's show, we would greatly appreciate uh, like and subscribe uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, if, if you want to support Headlock Talk, uh, definitely leave us a review and ratings to wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, you know, that definitely goes a long way into helping us out so we can, uh, be super creative, uh, as we always are here on Headlock Talk and we we try to be, yeah, yeah, we try. Uh, we've definitely got some awesome news here. Um, we'll get to the big news of the week here in just a moment. Um, but on, uh, Headlock Talk news. Yes. If you all are fans of the show, especially from the early days where it was, um, Steven and I, as well as, uh, J-Raw. Uh, you might know of a little segment that we have called Fantasy Warfare. We only do this once a year. Mm-hmm. This is the second annual Fantasy Warfare. I'm holding out my arms like I'm Richard Nixon, yes. giving the peace sign here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fantasy Warfare 2019 uh, is, is upon us. Uh, we'll be actually doing Fantasy Warfare 2019 all through December. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not familiar with what we did last year, basically we've picked out some of the best talent from around the world to compete in a tournament, and we'll actually, for the first time ever, have some of your voice heard. Yes. Yeah. So we decided to do a little bit differently this year. Uh, last year we picked the top sixteen of our favorite wrestlers of that year, uh, the people who you know had the biggest impact. We felt and uh, basically put them in a bracket together. Uh, we have a, a random bracket generator that that randomly uh, sets these guys up, and then yes. we we kind of just talk about the matches. Uh, you know, who who we feel uh, would win out in that match. Mm-hmm. But like Tanner said, we tried to do it a little bit differently. Uh, this year, try to get a little bit more crowd involvement. So what we've done this year is we have a top 10 that Tanner and I have talked about that we have picked. Now, these top 10 are getting a preliminary buy for the first round. So yes. these are going to be in the final tournament. But we also have picked 12 more that we have decided we're going to put in Twitter polls mm-hmm. uh, throughout the week so that you guys can vote on your favorites and... Uh, you know, just just kind of have a little bit more um, personal uh, touch. Yeah, and I and I think that's really what we missed last year. And and I definitely want to have you guys, you know, have your voices heard and decide who's going to come into this tournament here um, and, and really make it the best. What we're looking for here for Fantasy Warfare 2019, as Stephen already established, we're looking at. Uh, how big of an impact they had in the year of 2019, whether that's matches, importance, influence on wrestling. And we also take a little bit in regard to how the matchups will actually would actually pan out typically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just based off of current booking or how strong they are, um, you know, whatever the case may be. So we've got some excellent talent here. 
And uh, like I said, before we dive right into the uh, Survivor Series and uh, uh, TakeOver War Games previews, let's tell everybody the top ten. Yes. So this is, uh, just so no one's triggered right off the bat, this is in no particular order. Yes. Uh, This is mine and Tanner's top ten. We've talked about this for the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, these are the ten wrestlers that we feel uh, definitely 100% without a doubt deserve to be in this tournament. Mm -hmm. So again, uh, in no particular order, the first wrestler that we have is... Bandito. Yes, yes. What we tried to do here is we we actually wanted to make sure that we had some involvement from all different um, organizations from around the world as mm-hmm. well as independent organizations. Uh, Bandito is at the top of the list here. Again, this is in no particular order uh, because of how prolific and influential he's been not only in Mexico but here in the U.S. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has put on excellent matches, just out-of-the-world matches uh, in PWG particularly, mm-hmm. uh, but also in Ring of Honor. Uh, he was on the card for the um, uh, New Japan Ring of Honor Super Card of Honor uh, back on uh, WrestleMania weekend, and probably the best match on the card, I would say, uh, outside of Okada versus Jay White. Right. Um, you know, and Bandito's just like one of those guys uh, kind of like somebody else here on the list that we'll make note of a little bit later here, uh, who just like he's got deceptive strength. Uh, he's very fast, super technical. He's perhaps the pr- the most prolific luchador on the planet right now, in yes. my opinion. Yes, for sure. So um, he uh, he's also noted for uh, winning. Uh, no spoilers here. The uh, Battle of Los Angeles 2019 tournament this year. Uh, he had a great tournament showing. He had an awesome match against uh, a, a six-man luchador match that we saw last week. Yes, yes. Um, it the was, match was insane. Yes, this was from, from PWG 16. It might be one of the best PWG matches of all time. Um, so he was involved in that and was showcased very, very well. So Bandito makes the list for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another independent star comes up on the list next. Here we have uh, Mr. Independent himself, yes. David Starr. Yes, yes. So David Starr, we definitely felt like needed to be on this list, uh, not only because of the you know just crazy matches that he's able to put on and, and his overall talent, but he's also been making a very big impact in the industry as well, yes. calling a lot of uh, organizations and a lot of the wrestlers within those organizations to unionize. Yeah, uh, he's he's had a lot of big impact with that, and plus. He's just fantastic. Yeah. He's just great. He is the cream in your coffee. Your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. Yeah. Uh, The Jewish canon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He's very good at Twitter. Are are we doing all of it? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Um, No, but yeah, David Starr absolutely deserves to be on this list here. He also went to the finals of the Battle of Los Angeles 2019 tournament. He also won the um, uh, Progress... Uh, super strong style six. Uh, super strong style. Uh, twenty nineteen tournament this year. Uh, put on an amazing show in every match that he was in. I mean, he's been uh, vital. Uh, for um, progress for OTT. Uh, for PWG in some regards this year as well. Uh, he's just fantastic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he definitely deserves to be on this list, especially after winning the OTT World Heavyweight Championship from. Uh, Jordan Devlin recently. Yep. Uh, third on the list here, mildly controversial, uh, possibly. But but if you really think about it, it shouldn't be that controversial. It it really shouldn't be. Um, Go the, ahead, Steve. Yeah. The the third third wrestler we have on here is none other than 
Seth F and Rollins. Yes. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we decided to put Seth Rollins in the top ten here, getting that preliminary buy. Uh, yes, he's a controversial figure. Maybe you like him, maybe you hate him, but he did beat Brock Lesnar. He has been universal twice. twice. He has been universal champion for a lot of 2019. Twice. <laughs> and I mean, you know, whether whether you like him or not, whether you think the the material he's given in WWE is lackluster or not, he is a fantastic wrestler, fantastic competitor, and uh, I personally believe he should be on this list. Well, and he's clearly positioned as WWE's top guy, right? At least on Monday nights. So I mean, uh, yeah, the man works his his butt off. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, so he definitely deserves to be here on the list. Um, also, Royal Rumble winner 2019. It's true. So, I mean, the man has had um, all sorts of accolades this year. Got engaged to the man, Becky Lynch. To- <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's, a, that's an accomplishment. Um, so, yeah, Seth Rollins, big year. Big year. Um, next on the list here, we have uh, the current reigning IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Kazuchika Okada. Um, this is no surprise. This this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody who's a fan of New Japan. Yep. Uh, I mean, the man's had an incredible run, had great feuds this year with uh, Jay White, Chris Jericho. He had an amazing performance in the G1. Uh, you know, came very, very close to winning the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, has had some classic matches all this year, and he will be uh, headlining night one of Wrestle Kingdom against uh, none other than another participant that's going to be named later on this mm-hmm. list. So, uh, yeah, to no surprise here, Kazuchika Okada, perhaps somebody who might go down as one of the greatest of all time. Uh, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We're on the fifth guy. Uh, so yes. fifth on the list. Uh, if you're a fan of uh, headlock talk, this a personal will, favorite. Th- this will be no surprise to you. <laughs> is uh, Mr. Wrestling himself, Johnny Gargano. Yes, yes, Johnny freaking wrestling. Yes, uh, he's had himself an amazing year. Um, it's a bit unfortunate right now since he's suffering from a bit of a neck injury. Um, hopefully, uh, it's nothing too severe, and we wish Johnny all the best and, and that he recovers in a speedy. Uh, way, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I really hope that he's able to make it to uh, the takeover for WrestleMania this year. But uh, Johnny has had an amazing series of matches with Adam Cole. Uh, he was still feuding with Tommaso Ciampa at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. um, and he looked set and primed to have a feud with Finn Balor. Um, in my honest opinion, he might actually go down as one of WWE's greatest of all time. Absolutely. Um, just out of pure work rate and, and, and matches. I mean, if you're a... And consistency. Right. Yeah. I mean, if, if you, um, and, and there's not, not too many people out here, but if you subscribe to Dave Meltzer's star ratings in, in any way, shape or form, uh, Johnny Gargano, you know, him and, uh, Another person that will be listed here in just a moment should be named, you know, the two greatest of all time in terms of match quality. Yeah. So, and of course, he he won the NXT Championship this year in an amazing emotional match. Yeah. Uh, definitely one of the best all year. Who? And this could be a match of the year candidate for our end of the year awards. Mm-hmm. So, and and Stephen, who who did he face? Who did he face at that NXT Takeover New York? Adam Cole. Oh. Bebe. Bebe. Yeah. Bebe. Yes. Boom. 
Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adam Cole's uh, our sixth guy on the list. Um, yes. Definitely, definitely 100% deserves it. Has had an amazing title run. Put on some amazing matches. An amazing year, really. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Like, this whole this whole title run is pretty much taken over the whole year mm-hmm. um, for the most part. And, I mean, going back to what we said about Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole is a very consistently high caliber wrestler. Almost every match he puts on is in the, you know, four and a half to five star range. Again, if you subscribe to those uh, star ratings. So yeah, Adam Cole 100% deserves to be on here. Absolutely. Um, Here's a, here's a man who uh, will go down in history probably as, as giving the most shocking return or or debut rather in, in all of wrestling this year. Uh, he also made actually you, and you can actually count that twice because mm. he's did it two, in two different organizations this year. Right. Uh, we're speaking of none other than John Moxley. Yes, p- possibly my favorite wrestler of the entire year. Uh, he's wow. Oh man, he's put on some fantastic matches, and uh, the uh, the Kenny Omega match uh, from Full Gear is up there with one of my favorite matches of the entire year. Wow. Uh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, I, I'm a big like hardcore guy personally, and hmm. and no one does that style better than John Moxley. And uh, yeah, I mean just just consistent. Uh, unfortunately, he had that that elbow um, yeah the, infection, the MRSA infection, yeah. not too long ago. Uh, but came back on full gear, full yeah. stride, very quickly. Yeah, yeah, very quickly. Uh, I hope he's okay. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, and you take that into consideration. He made this hugely impactful debut for AEW and then like you know he he went to Japan just out of nowhere yep took the uh the United States Championship off of Juice Robinson mm-hmm. entered into the G1 had an amazing G1 where he, it looked like he was going to go going to go undefeated lost to Yano yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah not a fan um, but, but I mean, I mean, all of his AEW matches have been fantastic. All of his matches in new Japan have been fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, he's just really on fire right now. So yeah. I, I can't think of a better person to, to have in this list as well. Yeah. I mean, he, as Dean Ambrose in WWE earlier this year, it looked like that flame was almost out. Uh, and then he, you know, he, he let his contract expire and then he just reinvented himself in a big, big way. He broke the internet with that. That that trailer for the return of Moxley, yep. it was just great. It was just great, and uh, yeah, John Moxley definitely deserves to be on this list, as does the current reigning AEW World Champion Chris Jericho. Yes, yes. Uh, this this again is a no brainer. I yeah. mean, it, it's Chris Jericho, uh, similar to John Moxley with the the huge debut, huge reinventing of a character. Uh, Chris Jericho is definitely along those same lines as well. Like Tanner mentioned, he is the a the reigning AEW World Champion. Has been uh, only recently suffered his first loss in AEW after this entire year uh, to Scorpio Sky. Shout out to Scorpio Sky. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised. I mean, I guess I'm not surprised he's not on here, but I mean, hey, man, maybe next year. Maybe you, next you, you year. You never know. Yeah, I mean, you got to be somewhat selective. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's got to be the top of the top guys. But anyways, yeah. Uh, speaking of top of the top, Chris Jericho. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely a favorite of a lot of people out there. I mean, there's definitely an argument that he could be one of the greatest of all time. He's he's coming up on 
30 years here soon in, in the wrestling biz. Yeah, just celebrated his 49th birthday. Yeah, yeah. So. He's, I mean, he's an amazing talent. Um, uh, he obviously is deserving of being the AEW world champion. And of course, uh, you know, as, as Mags from Badlands podcast put, uh, you know, our friend Mags, you know, he, he's, the, he's possibly the goat. We, we don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's a big argument for him. Um, going back to Japan though, to close out this, uh, uh, this top 10 that mm-hmm. we have, um, the winner of the G1 Climax 29 this year, and a man who's held uh, multiple titles, uh, you know, uh, over the course of the year, uh, Kota Ibushi. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, very deserving of this. Put on an amazing performance in the G1. Had perhaps match of the tournament in the finals against Jay White, mm-hmm. uh, who um, unfortunately is uh, actually not on this list. Um, but there is a big argument that he should be. Um, again, we just ran out of space for a few of these uh, people, and you know. Uh, but this is about Kota Ibushi, who yes. who won the, the the whole tournament. He was never open weight champion this year. Uh, he had, he had taken on Will Osprey uh, for that title at Wrestle Kingdom fourteen, uh, no thirteen, mm. Wrestle Kingdom thirteen. Um, and had an amazing opening match with him. Uh, had an amazing series of matches with Naito over the Intercontinental title. Had an awesome match earlier this year with Zack Saber Jr. Yeah, um, and then again, he's you know he's in this angle for Wrestle Kingdom 14, where him, Jay White, Kazuchika Okada, and uh, Tatsuya Naito are all competing to be the first champ, champ, mm-hmm. holding the Intercontinental and uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championships. So. An amazing year here for Kota Ibushi, um, a, a star-making performance, literally, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's definitely deserving of being here in the in the list. Yeah, no, absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Kota Ibushi, like you said, has just had a, a really, really great year, and uh, my like actual introduction to Kota Ibushi very heavily was his G1 uh, presence and the mm-hmm. a crazy show that he put on in all of his matches. Mm-hmm. So uh, I definitely agree with that. And uh, rounding out our top ten is none other than the assassin Will Osprey. Yeah, aerial assassin. Mm-hmm. I mean, this man could not be denied this year. No, at all. No. It, he every time he goes to the ring, he has a fantastic match. Whether it's in in the uh, best of the Super Juniors or the Super J Cup, taking on uh, Shingo Takagi in the the best of the Super Juniors finals. Uh, winning that match, beating Dragon Lee to regain the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, beating Kota Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom 13 for the Never Openweight Championship, feuding with uh, um, uh, El Fantasmo, uh, and uh, you know uh, having some spectacular tag matches with Robbie Eagles as the Birds of Prey, um, and then of course it looks like he's trying to move up into heavyweight, mm-hmm. and he's put on he put on several match of the year contenders. Uh, during the G1, um, he also had an amazing match with Amazing Red. Uh, that, yes. <laughs> um, you know, the man is just uh, a tour de force this year. Yeah. I mean, Will Ospreay is one of those guys where, uh, like you said, no matter no matter who he's in the ring with, with uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he just puts it all on the line, you know. And there there's some people that, that say, like, you know, his high-risk style is 
very dangerous. And you yeah. know why they say that? It's because it's true. And uh, yeah. but but he still goes out and does it. Puts on amazing shows and uh, really just goes out and does what almost no one else can do like him. Yeah. You know. No, absolutely. And and I don't know of anybody else who could have had a match like he had with Kazuchika Okada during oh. G One. That was just an amazing match. Yeah. Definitely a match of the year. Uh, contender for our year end awards. But yes, excuse me, guys. That uh, was that, rough. <laughs> <laughs> just talking all this much here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, Will Ospreay. Yeah, he rounds out this top 10. And of course, as we noted earlier, we have 12 more participants here in the preliminary rounds. And we'll announce those matches here at the end of the show. Yes. So hang on to your butts, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there you go, Steven. Grab it. Yep. There you go. Hanging on to my butt. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> and so we'll announce those matches at the end of the show. Uh, and, of course, we'll be putting this out match by match Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of next week so that you guys can vote for who you think belongs in 2019's Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Indeed. So we'll announce those matches here at the end. But let's get on here with the show. Uh, we have uh, the big news of the week here, or at least a lot of people think it's the big news of the week. Yeah. CM Punk returns, kind of. Sort of. Sort of. To uh, WWE. He's going to be on uh, WWE backstage mm-hmm. uh, as a special analyst for the show. Um. And a lot of people are pointing out and being like, hey, is he going to make a comeback into the ring? Or what's the deal here? Um, I mean, I really don't know what to expect anymore, honestly. Um, You know, obviously this is huge news. It's great to see CM Punk, you know, somewhat in the spotlight again, which is really nice. He freaking broke the internet. I'm getting like three or four notifications a day about it. (laughs) And and this happened, what, like a week ago almost at this point? And and people are still talking about it that heavily. Uh, I'm super excited to see him on there. I don't really watch a lot of WWE backstage, but I might start now just because CM Punk's on there. And I think a lot of people are thinking that that way as well. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, is is a very good get for them. But... We do need to point out he is signed to a Fox contract. Yes. Not to a WWE contract. Yes. That- so, it, so it is a WWE show. So, I mean, if you want to get excited about that, that's cool. I'm excited about it. Yeah. But let's, let's kind of take a step back and, and realize that it's maybe not as close to him coming back as some people may think. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's, uh, you know, the doors are wide open here. We have no idea. And, I mean, there there's videos that you can see online. I think Bleach Report put one up that was about um, him, uh, day of or night of him coming back there uh, to, uh, uh, I guess, do the WWE backstage show. And he was feeling like, he was like, oh, I'm getting a little bit nervous. This has been a long time coming and blah, 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 blah. You know, we nobody ever really, you know, thought that he would actually come back. Mm-hmm. It seems like everybody comes back at some point now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it, it'll be interesting. We, we have no idea really what what to make of this here, but we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But it is the big news of the week here, Stephen. Yeah. I mean, at the very I, least, it is exciting for sure. Yeah, I'm excited, and I think a lot of people out there who um, either grew up watching wrestling around the time that he was in WWE or at least those who have followed CM Punk. I mean, definitely consider him one of the greats of his generation. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it would be interesting to see if he actually did make his way back to WWE at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, the, the odds are more likely now than ever. 
Are you surprised at all that it was WWE and not AEW? Mm, I, I mean, he he's been very, like, very closed off. Oh, goodness. Sorry. <laughs> um, he's been very closed off on what he's been planning to do. Yeah. Uh, he, he's basically said no to both companies yeah. uh, at, at different points. Uh, me personally, being a huge AEW fan that I am right now, I would have liked, I would have very much liked him to have gone to AEW, even as like a commentator or something. Um, but I will say it's really not that surprising. It's also not that surprising that it's not a, a complete return like to the ring. It's him kind of almost dipping his feet back in the water. It's a little bit, a little bit lighter of a return. Um, yeah, which you know he's he's voiced that he doesn't necessarily want to wrestle again, and so this I think is like the perfect evolution of that, you know. Well, and I think that he's made it very clear too that you know he's not going to really hold back, uh, you know, being a being a Fox analyst and maybe helping. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be the right wording or not, but maybe like being a voice for Fox in the same way that maybe Vince is the voice for the commentary team on WWE. Maybe he's going to be the one who's being very poignant and pointing out the flaws that need to be corrected. Um, Who knows? I I think that would be a great role role for him personally, Mm -hmm. if he can just be like, look, it needs to be better. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. I, I don't really know how, uh, how much control WWE has over WWE backstage. Um, I, I don't really know what they're able to control, what they're able to tell them what to say and not to say. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't know. I mean, I can certainly see uh, CM Punk not holding back and, and being that kind of cynical commentator that, that I think backstage needs. Mm. But it, at the end of the day, it is a WWE show. So I'm not really sure how negative or... Um, analytical it'll get who knows man i mean it is it is a fox run thing so we'll, we'll have to wait and see but this is definitely something to keep your eyes on ladies and gentlemen yes uh in other news here lots of people in wwe land wanting to you know uh put in their release notice here yeah um, th- this has been uh very consistent over the mm-hmm. past year or so uh there just seems to be wrestler after wrestler uh requesting their release and it, it's very sad, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, these people are, are in one of the biggest wrestling, the biggest wrestling corporation in the world. And, uh, you know, they feel like, uh, you know, maybe being underutilized and things like that, which we've talked about on the show before. The, the WWE roster is huge. Yeah. And uh, really, they just don't have time for all the talent that they have signed. So I definitely understand a lot of the concerns that some of these people are bringing up. It's just really sad that this has been um, such a consistent thing for so long. No. And, and, and I think that it is very, very sad as you put it, right? Like you, you want it, it should be as CM Punk once put it himself, the happiest place on earth to work. Right. Right. But you know, it's um, you know, I mean, you get these consistent things of uh, you know, hearing about the revival wanting to, to, you know, they're, they're going to get out as soon as they can. Um, this week, we've heard about Sin Cara. You know, he's he's put in his release notes because he feels undervalued as a as a performer and a talent. Mm-hmm. You have Oni Lorkin, who's also requested his release, which is unfortunate because I'm a big fan of Oni Lorkin. I think he has a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, 
I mean, look, uh, I don't know if I'm the right person to talk about it or, or, or if we are the right people to talk about it, uh, but ACH quitting. Um, yeah, over... that was that was crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's... I, I really don't want to get too much into it because it is... Um... It's it's a hot button. Topic. It's a very hot button topic. Yeah, yeah and, and I don't controversial. I don't want to you know downplay anyone's opinions on it or yeah. anything like that. Um, I, I definitely see where he's coming from. Yeah, for sure. I, I can definitely see his frustration. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily know if um, airing your frustrations in such a hostile way over social media is the right thing to do. Mm. But that's just my opinion. Um, but I, I do completely understand his frustration. Um, it, it really just at the end of the day is, uh, you know, it, it's just another thing that makes me sad ab- about the, the goings on around WWE. Right. You know? Well, and, and, and our friend Conrad from EPW show, uh, on Twitter, you know, you can definitely find his, uh, episodes anywhere where you listen to podcasts as well. I mean, he's, he's spoken at length about the topic here on, on his show and I would highly recommend checking that out. Uh, for his take on it, uh, but I, I mean, I, I see this as twofold here, unfortunately, and, and this is, um, it's not the best position for him to be in because a, his contract will more likely than not be frozen, mm. which means that who knows when the hell we'll get to see ACH wrestle again, unless he does what CM Punk did and takes him to court. And says, "Well, I'm an independent contractor. I can get out whenever I want to." And you know, spends a lot of money to try and you know get himself into a position where he can start wrestling again elsewhere. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of places from PWG to New Japan. I mean, possibly even AEW might want them, uh, want him rather. I, I just don't know. But that's going to be a lot of work, uh, especially if they freeze his contract. And then secondly. As you put it, uh, this kind of um, the, the, this all this activity on his social media, mm-hmm. where he where he put him on blast and he really gave it to WWE. Um, I mean, that would I would say if I was a wrestling promoter, I'd be a little bit apprehensive to yeah. hiring him at that point. Because I mean, you do, just don't know. Do we want to go into what the controversy is about? I mean, we can, yeah. I mean, there's a okay. very, very controversial T-shirt right. that WWE put out, and there's a lot of he said, she said about uh, whether ACH permitted the shirt or not. Um, Basically, from what I understand, uh, the shirt, uh, like every shirt that uh, that WWE puts out, they consulted with uh, the wrestler uh, whose merch it is, uh, in this yeah. case, Jordan Miles, and apparently uh, the design was approved by Jordan Miles with a white background. Uh, that That's what I've heard. Uh, but then whenever the shirt was put up on the website for sale, yeah, uh, or I don't think it was put up on the website for sale. I think it was just... Uh, it was put up on the website. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was definitely on the shop. Um, ba- yeah, so, basically, yeah, I mean, there's there's been shirts that have been pulled from larger vendors before um you know in in the actual fashion industry mm. um but yeah it's it's you know you can look it up online it's not the most flattering shirt in the world yeah right i mean i will say this okay so um jordan miles was upset because he approved it with a white background and then when it was put up for sale it had a black background on it and um he's 
citing a racial connotation with with that shirt. Yes. Now, I will say this and take this with a grain of salt as a white guy. When I look at that shirt, that is not the first thing that I see. But mm. again, I am a white guy and I don't necess- I'm not necessarily looking for things like that. And not saying that Jordan Miles is nitpicking and trying to look for that. I'm just saying in my opinion, I that, don't that see wasn't, it. That wasn't the first thing that you thought That's of. not the first thing that I thought of. Yeah. However, I can see why he would be upset about that if if he's thinking that that was a um, that that was coming from a position of malice, which right. I can't speak for that. You know, I don't. I'm not in WWE. I don't know what's going on with that. I'm just saying that's what the controversy is about. So I definitely understand where he's coming from. Um, well, think about it like this way too, right? Like, let's say they had, you know, um, I don't know. Let, let's take like um like Matt Riddle for example, yeah. right? Let's say they designed a, a, a T-shirt for Matt Riddle, and he, I mean, you know, he it was badass looking, right? Let's say it was, let's say it was just super badass looking, and you knew that like it was going to be flying off the shelves. Yeah. But by the time it it passed through, you know, R and D and redesigning of the shirt, it just looks rather lame, and they put that on the website. In a financial sense, I mean that would be. I mean that's <laughs> that's detrimental to your income because nobody's going to buy your shirt, mm-hmm. right? So, and I know that's not like that's not like the best hypothetical example, but just economically, you know, to have the the shirt design be one thing and then for it to be to go on the website and actually be something completely different. I mean that's that's dumb in and of itself. Yeah, well, just also from the standpoint that you know WWE says that uh, whenever they're designing a new a new shirt, it's always consulted with the wrestler, and, and that the, yeah. the shirt is never put up for sale and never finalized before speaking to them and getting the okay from them. So I mean, even you know some of the racial stuff aside, even just the fact that they changed the design without his consent when everyone else gets that treatment, that is kind of fishy. That's kind of messed up, you know. So, yeah, no, I mean, you're exactly right. And like I said, it's a, it's a controversial subject. We invite our listeners to research it and to come to your own opinion on it. You know, um, obviously you can go to his Twitter and, uh, you know, look at all of what he's said and, and done. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just a, a crazy situation. It's not good for anybody involved, I think. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I hope that this gets a resolution sooner as opposed to later yeah and that all parties can move along with it really mm-hmm. just, uh, a, just a lot of uh, unfortunate things news-wise coming out for wwe this week yes uh but let's let's pick up things here on a bit of a lighter note Woo-hoo. uh big aew dynamite card coming up for next week man yes. and i am super pumped for this yes. one here this is probably the most excited i've been for dynamite uh since it's come out here oh snap so um darby allen answered uh, John Moxley's open challenge uh, for for next week. Uh, so uh, Darby Allen will be taking on John Moxley in a one on one match. Um, that could get dangerous. <laughs> that could that could be really awesome. Um, Nick Jackson and Ray Phoenix will be taking each other on in a in a one on one match as well, which should be awesome. This is the first time that we're going to be seeing Nick Jackson in singles competition in AEW. Same thing with Phoenix, I believe. I think so. Mm-hmm. So that'll be that'll be unique as well. Which I mean, their their uh, ladder match at uh, was it All Out? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that match was freaking killer. You know, so and I've seen these guys in singles before, so I'm sure it's going to be great. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I, I think um, some people are calling it a dream match. Hold your horses, guys. They've already faced each other plenty of times. Right. But both are great uh, talents, great workers in the ring. This should be awesome. Um, another match I'm looking very much forward to. Private Party will be facing the Proud and Powerful in a tag match here. Um, you know, so I mean, look, th- these two teams are fantastic. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a, a blow away match, I think. Yeah, Proud and Powerful just has that, you know, crazy, um, for lack of a better word, powerful uh, aura to them. Yeah. And, and Private Party are just freaking stars, man. Like, yeah. th- this match is going to be great. Yeah, they're they're both teams are up and comers here in the wrestling world. Very excited about this here. Um, a battle of New York for in a, in a couple of different ways here. Uh, taking place in Indianapolis of <laughs> all regions. So that's something. Yeah. Um, Neutral I, ground. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then one that's a bit of a head scratcher here. Uh, Dynamite dozen battle royal with the grand prize being a diamond ring. Cool. <laughs> I'm not, not sure where this is going. I don't but, know. Uh, I mean, what does know. that ring represent? I don't know. You know, I really congratulations. Don't know. You won a random battle royal on a all Dynamite. Right. Right, cool. I, I feel like the winner will probably be propped up in some way, shape, or form to um, maybe take on Jericho. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it. It it definitely has like the potential to to go somewhere for whoever yeah. wins. It's just it's kind of strange that they're like, oh, and you get a diamond ring. There you go. But they don't really like say what the stakes are for this match, mm. other than the diamond ring. And mm. it's just like, okay, what does that represent? But, I mean, it's going to be a good match, and like you said, I'm sure the, the winner will be propped up in some way. Uh, it's just, it was a very strange announcement for yes, me. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, look, I, I don't know who's in this uh, Diamond Dozen Battle Royal, right? Um, but, I mean, look, Scorpio Sky picked up his first victory uh, over Chris Jericho. And gave Jericho t- his first loss. Yeah, gave Jericho his first loss there. Um, I shouldn't say Scorpio Sky picked up his first victory. That doesn't sound right at all. No. Uh, <laughs> but, yes, uh, he, he gave Jericho his first loss. Maybe if Scorpio Sky's in the Diamond Dozen Battle Royal, maybe he might win and use that as a, you know, a, a prop to, you know, call out Chris Jericho. We don't know. Yeah. That, that would be interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, very, very heavily, heavily loaded dynamite going forward into, into next week. Very mm-hmm. much looking forward to it. And then on NXT, we have yet another ladder match. Uh, so we've actually got a lot of ladder matches coming up here. Mm. Um, but yes, this one in particular will be, uh, between Adam Cole and Dominic Dijakovic. Um, and we'll actually get to this uh, War Games card here. It's actually a perfect segment for that here. Mm. Uh, NXT TakeOver War Games is this uh, next Saturday, uh, which will be the 23rd. Yes. 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 NXT TakeOver War Games, 23rd from the Rosemont, uh, from Rosemont in Illinois. Um, very, very interesting uh, so far here. Uh, we're, we're going with... The, another pattern, Stephen. Um, another card left late. Yeah, that's yeah. been a very weird thing recently, uh, and it's not even you know WWE NXT centric. AEW did that with Full Gear too. Yeah, uh, it's like, hey, we're gonna build up uh, two to four big matches, uh, and then the rest of the cards just kind of gonna kind of be fill in matches almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, it's it is what it is, I guess. It's gonna be good. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I have no doubts about that. It's just like, 
what happened to building up to a huge big card instead of just building up to a couple really big matches? Here's my problem, right? And this is not anything directed at NXT directly, but this is a major Vince McMahon problem, okay? Yeah. Um, simply because you have all of these NXT storylines, and I'm sure that if they didn't run into the rut of what Saudi Arabia and that whole whatever that was, you know, <laughs> with the plane delays and everything. Goodness. And they, if they didn't have to have and rely on NXT being on SmackDown, they wouldn't have shot all these angles to, like, put NXT in, you know, back-to-back nights, which, I mean, that, that could have given them more time to concentrate on building up the war games. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, that would be putting all their eggs in one basket. Some of these uh, guys and gals will be working two nights in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But it seems like a lot of the, t- the storylines and a lot of this got lost in the shuffle. And then you've got like, well, Adam Cole and Tommaso Ciampa are sharing a ring as NXT, you know, guys. And oh, Tommaso Ciampa actually did a very good job of staying in character. But, I mean, they're united as NXT while on SmackDown. Or you'll see like Undisputed Era being on SmackDown making a run in. And then the the job squad, the, the 24-7 title squad running them off. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just not been properly built. And it's, like none of the storylines have really gotten solid except for maybe one uh, here for this TakeOver card. But then also NXT looks oftentimes somewhat weak against the WWE talent. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, j- just like you said with the, on uh, SmackDown with the job squad r- running over Undisputed Era, you know. Yeah, running at, running them out of the building. Yeah, running them out of the building. Like, uh, dude, Undisputed Era is one of the, the strongest factions in WWE, period. Yeah. You know, like whether, whether you want to, you know, distinguish main roster to NXT, NXT is a standalone third brand now. Yeah. And they, and, and they got run off by Apollo Crews and Heath Slater. Yeah. And, yeah. It's like, dude, they are, they are extremely dominant in NXT. Extremely yeah. dominant. They literally run the show. And then you want to have a bunch of jobbers uh, run them out of the ring. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's not yeah. consistent, you know? I don't know. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, the 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 two main feuds that we have here that that because uh, there's only been three matches announced for this takeover. Two of these matches were were solidly built, but again, it gets lost in the shuffle when you look at the Survivor Series card up next. Um, so we've got two War Games matches here. Mm-hmm. The first one being the first ever women's War Games match between. Uh, so you've got the team for Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim. Great team. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Uh, taking on Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and uh, Kaylee Ray. Uh, Another great team. Yeah, so I mean, it should be a solid match, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I've got the feeling that all this uh, with Dakota Kai, you know, because she's been interjected into this storyline herself mm-hmm. in multiple different ways. I don't know. I think that we might see some kind of last-minute switcheroo or some kind of, um, I don't know, presence of hers being felt in this match here as well. Yeah. I'm just not 100% sure in what way. Um, Go ahead, Steven. 
Oh, I was just going to say this match is going to be good. Mm-hmm. I, I remember us talking a few weeks ago on uh, which one we were more excited about. Yes. Uh, and yeah, definitely the women's match for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I definitely am excited for the, the men's match, but uh, my main thing is that it's Undisputed Era again. And I have no problem with Undisputed Era. I love Undisputed Era, but they were in the last one. Give me someone new. That's mm-hmm. it. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, uh, the next one here is the Undisputed Era, as, as Stephen put it. Uh, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong taking on uh, Team Ciampa, uh, comprised of Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and a mystery partner to be determined. Mm-hmm. So we don't know who that is. Johnny Gargano. Maybe. It's possible. I mean, he's his neck's been hurt. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we'll see. It's possible. Could be a work. DIY reunion. Yeah, could be a work. Uh, we don't know. I mean, it could also be Velveteen Dream. Yeah, uh, that'd be cool. Because they got attacked by Undisputed Era, uh, so that might go full circle. We mm-hmm. don't know. It uh, could be somebody new. Uh could be maybe, um, I don't know. <sighs> Again. Cesaro. Ces- yeah, Cesaro. Well, um, That would be killer, though. I mean, I'll leave it for if wishes were fishes. Let's let's put it that oh, way. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll save my pick there okay. for that. Um, and then by extension here, Matt Riddle was supposed to be in this match, and I think a lot of people thought that uh, on this week's NXT, when Dominic Dijakovic made the save during the the eight man brawl, that maybe you know uh, Dominic Dijakovic would have been the fourth man, but instead Matt Riddle split off from Team Ciampa, uh, and he wants to take on Finn Balor. So I think this match is going to be killer. That's going to be great. Finn mm. Balor versus Matt Riddle. That's a that's a dream match there. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking Finn will probably end up going over, but I mean Matt Riddle will look really really good. Yeah, yeah. In doing so, I just don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, I mean, I I personally could see it going either way for sure. I yeah. mean, Finn Balor's already to a certain degree Matt Riddle's already established as well. Yeah. But Finn Balor is freaking Finn Balor. Like everyone yeah. knows who he is. Everyone knows that he's an inc- like a crazy talented guy so i definitely could see him uh you know having matt riddle go over on him for sure Mm. uh, just to give matt riddle you know that that really big push but at the same time matt riddle is really really great too so i mean if you want to prop up finn balor's return to nxt i mean matt riddle is definitely a good guy to to help with that for sure yeah yeah no for sure and and i mean who knows i mean finn balor's teased you know, joining Undisputed Era, he's teased. You know, bringing the club to to NXT. Yeah. You know, I mean, geez, AJ Styles in the club. God you know, damn. yeah, the OC being on NXT would be something else. That would. Um, yeah. I just don't know how that would work, really. Um, but I would expect at least one or two more matches being added to this card before all things are said and done. Yep. But who knows? I mean, this is a lot of the the big name talent that they have here. Uh, I almost wonder if they they maybe misstepped here uh, in a few ways on this card. So I'm I'm still excited. Yeah. yeah. Um, just not nearly as excited as I have been for NXT cards earlier this year. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but with that said, let's move on to uh, you know Survivor Series 2019, which will take place the next night, also in Rosemont, Illinois, uh, just right outside of Chicago. Uh, and, uh, this again, you've got a lot of the same NXT guys having matches on here, but Steven, yes. for this preview of WWE Survivor Series, 
let's uh let's revisit an old game an oldie but goodie oh shit <laughs> yes ladies and gentlemen that's right let's play what are the odds boy <laughs> i always forget about that oh man uh so what are the odds ladies and gentlemen we're we basically will we'll preview some of these matches here but occasionally i'll interject and be like what are the odds and uh we'll, we'll you know give you a an estimate on what we think is going to happen based on the given subject here mm-hmm. Um, so I guess to, to, to kind of put things here into perspective, cause we've, we've gone on and on so far about, you know, how NXT's not looked the best going into Survivor Series here. Um, so Steven, what are the odds here that for this weekend between TakeOver and Survivor Series that NXT actually comes out of all this looking good? Um, I mean, for me... 100%. I mean, whether they whether all the NXT guys get jobbed out and lose their matches or whatever, they're all just stupid talented and I think that talent either way is going to shine through. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, seeing all of these guys on main roster during these like invasion angles, they are very talented and I think they have made themselves look very very good. So, yeah. I, I mean, even if they want to prop up Raw or SmackDown as the, you know, the bigger brand, for me it's going to be SmackDown's going to win Survivor Series in my opinion. Yeah. But um Really? I mean, yeah. Interesting. Big Fox deal, man, it's got to happen. Oh. But um yeah, I mean, e- even if they go out there and lose every single one of their matches, the the talent on the NXT roster cannot mm-hmm. be denied. So, I mean, if the question is, what are the odds they're they're going to look good? 100%. Um, my gut and my mind here are, are are a bit conflicted here. I'm cautiously optimistic of this whole thing because, uh, don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen, I would want nothing more than NXT to actually get a clean sweep of the, their matches here at Survivor Series. Um, I think that would be uh, poetic justice for all of the shenanigans that they've put NXT through the last few weeks. Mm. Um, and I think if they value this Wednesday Night War thing that they started uh, with AEW, that they would put NXT over in a big way. Um, but with that being said, um, I'm looking at this in a completely logistical way, whereas Vince McMahon generally does not. Uh, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Um so, I mean, with that said, I'm about, uh, what are the odds? 80% that NXT actually comes out looking good. I think that they're going to have some really great matches. I think that they're going to show that they belong as the third brand or, or as the main brand, perhaps, if they if they come away with a clean sweep here. Um, but, um, like I said, I, I, you know, I don't trust WWE that much to make that go all the way yeah i I mean this this is kind of going a little bit on a tangent a little bit but uh with survivor series whoever is going to win i think it comes down to which which of the two things going on does ww think is more important uh the signing of smackdown to fox Mm. or the wednesday night wars with AEW? Mm. which one is going to be more important to them and with in turn which show needs to be propped up more Mm. so i I think that's what it's going to come down to here i Mm. think both are equally important but I think I think that the NXT one is immediately more important and immediately more on the minds of them in WWE, or at least I would like to you think so. Um, but uh, I mean, they're they've got battles on all fronts here because I don't know. Allegedly, Fox isn't the most over the moon about how SmackDown's been the last few weeks. 
I can't blame them. I can't blame them. Uh, yeah. You know, Baron Corbin bringing out a giant bulldog mascot for Roman Reigns. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was stupid. Just absolutely dumb. But it's very WWE. Very WWE indeed. Which means something entirely different in 2019 than it used to. <laughs> but whatever. Let, let's uh, let's dive into some of this card here. Yeah. Uh, one match that's been kind of floated in the background here. Brock Lesnar taking on Rey Mysterio and defending his WWE championship here, Stephen. What are the odds that Rey Mysterio actually beats Brock Lesnar? Zero percent. Jesus. Zero percent. Zero percent. I love Rey wow. Mysterio. Uh, Rey Mysterio is fantastic. He's one of my favorite like uh, old school wrestlers. I grew up with Rey- watching Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Um, but it's Brock Lesnar. And uh, he barely loses, and especially, uh, unfortunately, to a guy as small as Rey Mysterio, that is a very big thing. Uh, Vince doesn't like small guys, and that's just kind of how it is. Also, Rey Mysterio's uh, contract is going to be ending uh, semi-soon within the next few months, so I don't see him taking the title off of Brock uh, because of that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Rey's not winning this one for me. It's very sad. I wish he would, but... Given everything uh, going on uh, around Rey Mysterio, no, uh, no. I'm gonna be a bit ballsy here, Stephen. Go ahead, do I'm, it. I'm gonna go sixty percent. What? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna All go, right. I'm gonna go sixty percent. When here. you said ballsy, I thought you were gonna throw out like a thirty percent or something like that. <laughs> You're like, fuck it, more than half, he's yeah. gonna win. Um, so here's my thinking, and again, I could be wrong. Uh, I've been wrong before. I will gladly admit it. But my thinking here is that Rey Mysterio, they need to resolve this whole, like, you know, I know that they technically had Brock Lesnar quit SmackDown and now he's on Raw, whatever. I I don't buy it. I I just don't buy it. Okay. And with what you just said, with Rey Mysterio's contract running out, wouldn't it be cool if Rey Mysterio had his... I know Survivor Series is not on the level of WrestleMania, but wouldn't it be cool if he had like one big last moment and beats Brock for the title and then Brock just like ends his career like the next night on Raw? I mean, let me tell you, Tanner, that would be cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, uh, and when Brock can always win the title back. I yeah. mean, we've seen it time and time again. Brock can win the title back whenever he wants. But this is but, what are the odds, not if wishes were fishes. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But hear me out. You know, Rey Mysterio could win with some kind of, I don't know, um, maybe some outside help from Cain Velasquez, mm. you know, and then that sets up a spectacle at WrestleMania, uh, some kind of spectacle match. Uh, after Brock gets the title back on him between him and Cain Velasquez, WrestleMania in, in Tampa, I don't know, and the Lions Den match, you know, like they had, yeah, the, the, like those UFC type matches that they oh, yeah, that yeah. they put on back in the nineties. Um, I mean, I could definitely see that happening, um, but I just think it would be cool. I think that it's possible that way, so you can actually establish that the title is on Raw because it's now on a actual Raw guy. Brock Lesnar just doesn't feel like a Raw guy right now. Yeah, yeah. And I know that's what they want you to think, but all of that's gotten lost in the shuffle over the last month anyway. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm going a little bit a little bit more more likely than not. Maybe Rey Mysterio wins the title. A little ballsy on my part, but who knows? <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll, we'll see. see. Um. 
a, a stupid concept of a match here. <laughs> uh, brand supremacy triple threat. I hate that. I just absolutely hate you know, brand supremacy. Like, oh, okay, th- this one's better than this one here. That's fine. We know if they win the match, then we know that they're the better whatever, the, the better competitor in the match. Right. You don't have to just tell me that it's... I, I know. <laughs> I'm not dumb. Um, Becky Lynch takes on uh, Bailey and Shayna Baszler, uh, all three women's champions from their own uh, show. Uh, you know, Becky Lynch from Raw, Bailey from SmackDown, Shayna Baszler from uh, NXT. Steven, who do you see coming out of this match here? The victor, I guess. Honestly, for <laughs> me, uh, if they do, like you said, want to prop up NXT really well, I could 100% see Shayna Baszler winning this match uh, with her usual brand of, you know, brutalness and, and submissions mm-hmm. and things like that. Especially if they lose the night before. Right, right, for sure. And, you know, Becky Lynch and Bailey, like, they're established. You yeah. Know, they they don't need this win necessarily, in, in my opinion. Whereas uh, Shayna Baszler, this could be a, a really good way to show that NXT is, you know, hot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, uh, it could go in a hundred million different ways. Mm. But yeah, I mean, they had big plans for Shayna Baszler before they started this NXT on Wednesday nights on USA kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would say... You know, uh, yeah, Shayna Shayna could easily win, but I could also see it being Becky. I just don't see it being Bailey, unfortunately. I wish I did. I wish I saw that as being more likely. See, I but... see Bailey being more likely than Becky, personally. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, we'll we'll have to wait and see then on that one. Um, right now, my pick's Shayna, though. I, mm-hmm. I do think Shayna will go over that match for sure. For sure. Uh, the Viking Raiders. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, War Raiders. Yes, uh, <laughs> Hanson and Rowe. Yes, <laughs> the Raw Tag Team Champions take on currently the New Day, Big E and Kofi Kingston, uh, and also taking on Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, a triple Threat Tag Team Match. No titles on the line for this one either. Of course, um, I mean, look, War Raiders have looked unstoppable. Uh, up until Saudi Arabia, they've looked just like monsters, and even mm-hmm. after that, I mean, mm-hmm. they they looked great. Um, I don't know. I could I, any one of these teams. I mean, it should actually be a really really fun match. Yeah, this is uh for me, this is match of the night potential, uh, or match of the card uh, potential, I suppose. Mm. Uh, I mean, Viking Raiders, Undisputed Era, both guys coming from uh, NXT. I mean, Viking Raiders aren't raw, but like they they came from NXT. Um, yeah. Seeing them in NXT, seeing the matches that they've had on uh, main roster since they got called up. Both, both of those teams are just insanely talented. Uh, New day also in their own right are fantastic workers. Uh, so, I mean, this, this match is going to be super, super, super good. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a good one for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I would say probably either Undisputed or Viking Raiders, to be perfectly honest with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't know which one to be exact, but I, I, I mean, if I had to guess, I would say I would say one of them. Yeah. I mean, Survivor Series, um, more so than any other time, I, I think the, the wins and losses are really just who needs it more. You know, when you're putting your, your biggest guys, uh, or biggest people in the entire company up against each other. It's really just who needs that the push more than the next guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, it's either Fox 
with SmackDown or uh, USA with NXT. So I'm I really don't know, mm-hmm. but it's one of the two, for sure, for sure. Uh, we have the traditional five on five, except for this time the non-traditional on five. Yes. So th- three teams of five. Three teams of five. That's uh, fifteen. Yeah, that's fifteen. Uh, man. Uh. Battle Royal here, or not Battle Royal, Survivor Series, Women's Survivor Series elimination match here. Mm-hmm. Team Raw, I don't believe we have the participants involved yet for Mm-mm. Team Raw. Mm-mm. I um, haven't found them. Um, so, TB, TBD mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, versus Team SmackDown, which has Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and one to be determined. And then also Team NXT, also to be determined. So you have um, four of the 15 people that yes. are going to be in this match, and you got one week to build it. Good luck. Yeah. Good job, guys. Good job. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's... Um, There's not even much to really say about this match, because we don't know what's happening. Dude. You know? I mean, and you've got one week left. Yeah. You've got like, one week left to actually tell me what's going on here. Yeah, we're recording on a Sunday. You have exactly one week three shows yeah great to do it with great way to build and value the the women's division on all three brands here Mm -hmm. great way to to be organized when this is all going on yeah yeah thanks wwe you did it you did it (laughs) um so who knows what that's going to be but hey it um here's the other thing too these five on five matches because we've also got the five on five on five men's survivor series match here these are all elimination matches. Right. These matches are going to take forever. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Fine. Okay. I mean, we're looking at a uh, four to six hour show, I think. like the, the Yeah, the, at least four and a half. Yeah, there, there's going to be a bunch of matches and two giant matches, 15 people elimination. Like, it's going to be long. It's going to be real, real long. Yeah. So well, let's talk about the men's match here, yep. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about it, Stephen. Um, Team Raw, which will be comprised of Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet. That's actually a pretty formidable team. That That's a great team, yeah, absolutely. Um, they'll be taking on Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, <laughs> King, King Corbin, oh my God, and Shorty G. I still can't believe that's really his name. Like, Apparently. I, I can't believe it. Well, and here's the other thing, too. Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin, they're involved in a huge, heated feud right now, supposedly, and you're going to stick them together on the same team and make them work. I mean, maybe they'll do something with that, though. Yeah, probably. They probably will. Yeah. They probably will. Um, and then Team NXT, which has not been announced yet. Um, now, uh, here who here's who's not been named yet for Survivor Series from the NXT side of things here. Tommaso Ciampa and Adam Cole are the ones that stand out. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's about it. No, uh, I mean you also have Dominic Dijakovic and Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. So I would say that those would probably be the ones. I think you'll probably have some some dissent uh, with the NXT team, probably all hating on Adam Cole. Yeah, uh, but he'll probably he'll probably get the win in there somewhere. You might even see Finn Balor be involved here in this match too. I, I don't know. Uh, they they really WWE's really taken 
<laughs> like no time to actually sit down and plan this out. It mm-hmm. seems it could be Velveteen too. Could also be Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so these are some likely contenders here to be in that match. I hope that uh, you know it should be a strong team uh, for NXT. Uh, but you know, Team Raw looks really strong too. Team SmackDown looks pretty decent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You might see this whole thing where maybe maybe the baby faces stand tall against the heels. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Nah. <laughs> no, just. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I really don't know that. Like, there, there's, you got like half the puzzle, yeah, uh, put together with with a week to build the rest of it. So, yeah, I mean, they could do it, and and it could be amazing. They could crash and burn, and and it could be awful, but it could be somewhere in the middle. Uh, who knows? True. M- more wait and see from WWE land here. Always the wait and see. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um. A match that I'm really excited about here, Steven. Mm. AJ Styles, United States Champion, takes on Shinsuke Nakamura, the Intercontinental Champion, takes on Roderick Strong, the North American Champion. It's literally this match or the Tag Team Champ match. Uh, those two matches are going to be the best on the card, in my opinion. Those look... This looks like a great match here. So, Steven, what are the odds um, that uh, that we have a five-star match here on this card? Well, particularly speaking, this match, the triple threat. What are the odds that this match here ends up being five stars? The full five. Full five. I mean, this match, for me, above all other ones, has the potential. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I'm going to say maybe 50% uh, mm-hmm. in the five-star range. You get this kind of talent in the ring together, uh, and if you just really, really let them go... Yeah, it, it's almost going to be easy to get that five star rating just because yeah. of just because of the the people that are in the match. It, now, if we're doing four star rating, I'm going to put it up to like the 70, 80 percent range. Like yeah. this is going to be a very, very good match. Yeah, uh, to get the full five though, could go either way. True. No, true. I mean, I'll, I'm willing to go 55, right? I'm going to say more likely than All not. All right, you just want to fucking one-up yeah, me. Y- I get y- it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the whole, you know, uh, what, what's that the game fucking show Price is Right. Yeah, Price is Right dollar. $601. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to 5% you on this one. Because um, I think that is more likely than not. Um, but, I mean... Again, that's that's WWE. Yeah. yeah, it should be a five star match, but I just don't know uh, if they know. It, literally, if it <laughs> the the thing that's going to get this to the five star rating is a straight up match, no shenanigans. That that's what's going to be the kicker here. And for whatever reason, WWE just can't freaking help themselves. They love shenanigans. They right. love you know they love that kind of stuff. So I mean, if we don't have that. It's very likely that that it'll be in that five star, four and a half star territory. Um, but in my opinion, it's probably more likely that we are going to get some of that. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. We also have the fiend Bray Wyatt defending his WWE Championship here, or the Universal Championship, which is now blue. It is blue. So dumb. <laughs> so so dumb. <laughs> Let me just go off real quick. Okay, go so, off, Steven. So they, we got they, plenty of time. They they build this up <laughs> and and, uh, and they're so excited, you know, like yeah. oh, there's going to be a new reveal of a new title, blah blah blah, and then he does the little the magic thing on yeah. Firefly Funhouse and reveals the new belt, and it looks like the SmackDown Women's title, just bigger, 
<laughs> it's dumb as hell. One, that design is awful anyway. It, it's not that it's an awful design. It's that it's been the same design for years, and there's about six titles. I'm exaggerating, but there's about six titles that look exactly the same. Okay? Yeah. And, and so now you have the universal title, the biggest title in the entire company, looking like crap because it looks like all the other ones that also look like crap. And The Fiend... Why would you change it to blue for the fiend? Yeah. If it, if you were going to change it to blue, at least keep the stripe, the little underscore on the WWE logo, keep it black like it was in the red title, but they changed it to red. So now you have this disgusting title that is blue strap with with gold on it with the red line under underneath it. It looks like someone just fucking threw paint all over it. And now you're putting it on the fiend? The fiend has a neon blue title? Yes, Steven. That is so dumb. <laughs> the universal title was bad enough before they changed it to blue, but at least it would have made more sense having a red strap with the fiend. Yeah. I'm done. No, I it's mean retarded. No, that I mean I get you. Uh, I get you. <clears throat> yeah. It, it's our word. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Well, Yes. Back to the match, I guess. The back to the match. Um, <laughs> I think this will be good. I think it'll be it'll be decent. I don't see Daniel Bryan beating the Fiend. Obviously, I don't see Daniel Bryan beating him. I wish he would, so we could get the the hemp belt back. Yeah, that'd that be, belt was dope. That'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, no. Um, here's something though, Stephen. What are the odds? CM Punk gets involved here in some way, shape, or form with Survivor Series being in Chicago. Too soon. You got a you got a percentage there, Steven? Oh, do I have a percentage? Uh, 20, maybe? 20%. 10 to 20. Uh, very, very low. I don't see that happening at all. Um, definitely, you know, if you would have asked me that same question, like, a week ago or two weeks ago, it would have been, like, negative 40. You know, like, that's yeah. absolutely not going to happen. It definitely could happen. It's definitely closer to happening now than it was just a few weeks ago, but I still think that that's very, very low. If he does end up coming back, it's going to be after months of him on backstage, I think. Perhaps so. Maybe they set up an angle on backstage. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Um, I think it would be interesting, though, if he came back in some way and set up an angle, you know, and then then, then, then started talking shit on, on, you know, backstage and, like, you know, calling people out or whatever, and then sets up a match or very something. Very meta. Yeah, very meta. Mm-hmm. Um, indeed. Um, yeah, who knows, man? Who knows? Um, I, I'd match that, though, 20% that he actually gets involved in some kind of capacity at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. That would be dope, though, and, I mean, that'd be the right place to do it. Yeah. So, who knows? I mean, we'll, we might see him in the crowd. I yeah. Mean, you know, we might see him in the crowd. We might even see him like call a match or something like that. Mm, but mm. for him to actually get involved, I don't know. I'll, I'll see your 20%, though. Yeah. Uh, for him being in the crowd, probably like 70%, 80%. I think he will be there. Yeah. No, for sure. They're going sure. to want him there. Yeah. yeah. But, that, but that is your Survivor Series and NXT TakeOver War Games cards here. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Woohoo. But before we do anything else here, Steven, we normally close out the show with this, but because we have this fantasy warfare stuff going on here, let's go ahead and dive in with our flippy floppies and our snorkels into If Wishes Were Fishes. 
I'm underwater. If this is your first time listening to Headlock Talk, or indeed your last time listening to Headlock Talk, we enjoy playing this nice little game here called Once Again, If Wishes Were Fishes, where Steven and I take turns making wrestling-related wishes, and the other grades them in terms of fishes. This is a very fun show. If it, sound, <laughs> if it sounds ridiculous, that's because it is. But we do have a lot of fun with it, and we hope that you guys have a lot of fun with uh, our banter about it as well. Yes. It's definitely one of our... Uh, I think it's one of ours and one of our fan favorite segments, for sure. I would say so. We get some... Uh, the one time that we didn't do it uh, a few months ago, we definitely had some people being like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, why, so, why, why didn't you do the fishes? Yeah, so now we do it every episode. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's very fun, though. Yeah. So who would like to go first? You want to go first? Uh, I can go first. You can go first. What do you want to do? Uh, I'll go first. You go first. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think I've got my wishes here. I I think I've got them. I've got them, at least. I'm still putting them together in my brain. But you you go first. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Peter Avalon, right? (laughs) God. (laughs) All right. So, context here is, first off, (laughs) before we go too much, Steven's in love with Peter Avalon. I love Peter Avalon. He's great. I uh, I actually met him at uh, Wrestle Circus when when we went there. Yes, we we, we met him. What a freaking nice guy. Yeah, he's a a wonderful chap. Wonderful, wonderful guy. Um, Very good. I I think he's a great heel. Very good on the mic. Uh, Definitely has wrestling talent as well. Uh, He is getting jobbed out like crazy on AEW, and it makes me very, very sad. Very, very sad. I, I want to see him be a freaking megastar because he's he's a great guy and a very good worker as well. So they have him doing this weird like librarian gimmick right now yes. with uh, Leva Bates, which uh, you could say the same thing with Leva Bates. She's fantastic also, and she's being put in this gimmick as well. It's one of the only things that I'm like wholeheartedly against with AEW. Um, I, hmm. I like AEW a lot, and I think they're doing... 99% of what they're doing is the the right way to do it. Uh, but this is one thing that I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Anyways, so, if wishes were fishes, and you know where this is going, Peter Avalon goes full Fahrenheit 451, starts burning all the books, right? And aligns himself with John Moxley against AEW. So, let me bring it back a little bit. So, Peter Avalon is upset with AEW that he's not getting the recognition that he deserves, right? And so he starts going around and burning like AEW handbooks and stuff like that. Whereas Moxley is also upset with AEW because they're calling him unsanctionable. They're they're not sanctioning his his brutal matches. The the match with Kenny Omega didn't matter. It's not going against his uh, win loss record, and uh, he's very upset about that. So Peter Avalon and John Moxley. Uh, start aligning themselves against uh, AEW if wishes were fishes. Interesting. I mean, that is one team that I would have never saw coming. I mean, me neither, but it, I think it fits, and I think they could do it, and uh, <laughs> I, I want Peter Avalon to, to be awesome. I mean, he is awesome, but I want I want them to show how awesome he is. <laughs> You're welcome. Um yeah no that's something man um yeah i i would have never seen that team coming but it would be an interesting story and because that's a way to get him out of the librarian gimmick because he he's he's burning the books right he's 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 burning it well and he's you know burn it down no (laughs) stop that Uh, 
<laughs> but um, no, I mean, uh, I think you mentioned this before about having him do like a Fahrenheit 451 type angle mm-hmm. where they burn down the library. Um, I, I see you developing this idea further. And- Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's something, man. It's something. See, I- we were we were joking about it the other day, yeah. and I've literally been thinking about it a uh, little about, bit. About how to make it work? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough, man. I think I found it. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, that's a, that's an interesting wish, and uh, I, I, I feel as though um, because he is the librarian, right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's no other better fish to give him and to you, to give you, actually, than one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Nice. <laughs> That was beautiful. <laughs> Shout out to Dr. Seuss. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing I never thought I'd say on Headlock Talk. Shout, Shout out to Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Highly influential on Headlock Talk. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> very nice wish, Stephen. Thank you, thank you. Um, for my first wish, I thought things were going to be better. Oh, shit. And it's quite clear to me now that things have not gotten better. Okay? And um, I guess more specifically what I mean is Alistair Black is still in the closet cutting promos. Mm. Why? I don't understand. I'm so confused because you had things going so well. And now... that great match with Cesaro. Yeah. And but that was earlier this year. And look, because of his lack of use or poor usage from WWE, we have Alistair Black who was on last year's fantasy warfare tournament. He's not even making the cut this year. He's, he's not, not even making the top uh the, the twelve. He's not uh, even voting. He's not even in the prelims. Yeah. Spoiler alert, sorry everybody. Sorry. Um so that's like supremely disappointing. Uh, I mean, considering that he was contending for the NXT Heavyweight Championship at the very beginning of the year, I just, I have no idea where to go with this. He's had great matches, but they've just completely just fallen off the rails here. Okay, so to kind of reiterate maybe a previous wish myself, if wishes were fishes, he does one final promo in the closet on Raw and says, you know what? Nobody's knocking on my door. I guess I'm going to war. Mm. And he just leaves it at that and stares into the camera. The camera fades out and does whatever. And then you have Jerry the King Lawler. Oh, what the hell does that mean? And then, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then when all hell breaks loose and Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Dominic Dijakovic and Keith Lee are all getting beaten down in the middle of the ring... On NXT during the ladder match, as all hell breaks loose, the lights shut off, we hear the droning of the guitars, and Alistair rises from his coffin and makes his presence known as the fourth man in the War Games match, and he returns to NXT. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, that's what we need here, man, because, look, he's one of my absolute favorites on the entire roster, and he's the perhaps most underutilized in comparison to his talent. Yeah, yeah. No, I can definitely agree with that. I mean, you know, we were we've been vocal about how sad we were with how Alistair Black's being treated or or not being used uh, at all, really. Yeah. Um so yeah, I definitely agree with that wish. Um in, in honor of uh Alistair Black's Black Mask kick. 
I'm going to give mm. you six Blackmore goldfish. Ooh, thank you. Yes. Those are, those are beautiful looking fish. They are. Yeah. Look, check this out. Yeah. Ooh. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It looks looks demonic. Yeah. A little bit. So, <laughs> so yeah. No. Oh, look at that picture. Oh. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Frightening. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like that wish. I, I couldn't agree more. Let's see. For, for my next wish, um, I already kind of blew up about this a little bit. But uh, it's blue. It's blue. <laughs> it's blue, y'all. That that universal title is, is now blue, and it makes no sense. So, if wishes were fishes, um, WWE actually uh, tries again, and that the original title reveal on Firefly Funhouse was actually a hoax. So, and the new title is actually going to be revealed at Survivor Series during Bray Wyatt slash The Fiend's entrance. And so yeah. the, this uh, this title looks like it was in a fire. It's tattered and broken. The plates are barely hanging on. There's there's rips and tears throughout the whole thing uh, with a gold plate right on the front of Bray Wyatt's head. Dope. Yep. Yeah, that, that would be pretty cool if he's just like, you know what? You know, hey, look, I did the magic trick the last week. Here's another magic trick. Mm-hmm. And he shows the real title. Or kind of like how... You can do it this way. Kind of like how Bray Wyatt looks like, you know, Mr. Rogers at first, and then it does, like, the, the screen, like, shake, and then yeah, it's yeah. like, you see the fiend, you know, how it's, like, like um, subliminal messaging or whatever like that. Maybe it starts doing that with the title, and, like, you see it, like, flutter, like, it goes from blue, and then it becomes, like, you see this title here, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, wow, that's crazy. So maybe whenever he's Bray Wyatt, he has the blue belt, and when he's the fiend, he's got this crazy demonic-looking belt. Yeah, yeah. Um. I like that wish a lot, and mm-hmm. I think that'd be a cool like addition to the character for sure. Um, so, what I would like to give this here is actually uh, four hogfish because it looks pretty close to actually what you uh, what you were talking about here as far as the belt goes. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's it's kind of been through flames. Uh, so it's got like the, like this fiery look to it yeah, here. Yeah. It's kind of looked like it's you know not ripped or anything, but it's got like it's a very strange looking fish. Yeah, it's indeed. got some burns. And like tatters on it, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of how it looks in the in some of these pictures here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say the the perfect embodiment of that title is the hogfish. I like it. I like it. Well, thank you, thank you, Stephen. Mm. And for your final wish, for what my, you got for me? For Jamie? my final wish, before we reveal the prelims for Fantasy Warfare 2019, I talked about this earlier. Okay, and I really do want. CM Punk to have at least one more match in some way, shape, or form. Agreed. And when he made his return to WWE backstage last week, pay attention to who all was there. There was Booker T. Mm-hmm. There was um, the host, uh, uh, John Moxley's wife. Her name's Renee Young. Renee Young. Her name was fleeting for me. Sorry, Renee. Um, you had. Her Booker T, Adam Cole was there. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was hyped and having a good time and happy about CM Punk being there. Mm-hmm. Except there was one man who really didn't look. It's not that he didn't look impressed, but he showed no real emotion about the whole thing. And he was there in the ring at the very same time. Mm. And when CM Punk walked into the ring. He showed no more emotion. He just looked at him. And I thought, huh, I wonder what that's about. 
Mm. This man, of course, is none other than Samoa Joe. Mm. And CM Punk and Samoa Joe basically built Ring of Honor on their blood, sweat, and tears and having these amazing, sometimes even hour-long time limit matchups where CM Punk came close on so many occasions to beating Samoa Joe, only for Joe to either get the victory or for there to be a time limit draw. These two have had classic matches. And if there is one person who could maybe coax CM Punk into doing one last match, I think that they shoot an angle on WWE backstage where CM Punk and Samoa Joe get into an argument and then they need to be held back by security mm. after kind of getting into a scuffle. And they start shooting jibs at each other. They, they have this angle on backstage where they, they, can't, they have to keep CM Punk and Samoa Joe separate. And week by week... They they give each other these little jibs and jabs and they start it starts escalating week in and week in and week in until it finally builds and Samoa Joe comes back on I think he's on Raw or SmackDown I don't remember where Samoa Joe's been drafted to but he finally when he comes back he finally makes notice of this and says you know what there's been one person who's been really under my skin for months and that's CM Punk so you know what CM Punk you and I will have one more match. After all of our history together, you and I will have one more match. And that's going to be at WrestleMania 35. Man. Or is it 36? I think it's 36. 30, WrestleMania 36. Mm-hmm. One more match to finally prove who's the better man. I like it. I like it. I mean, that's it's almost a no-brainer. You know, like... You really, uh, you really put this together. Like all the pieces really make sense and everything like that. Um, I definitely wouldn't be opposed to another CM Punk match for sure. Yes. Um, if that if they're gonna do one, that's that's what it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Uh, I'm gonna give you the full five for that. God damn. And, and that's uh, five Western Samoa Apia fish. Hmm. Apia. I don't know. Ooh, that's a pretty looking that. fish. But it's a pretty blue fish, and I like it a lot. Just like I like that wish a lot. Oh, thanks, man. Yes. Well, we've got a little bit of time left here. I know. I appreciate y'all's patience. This has been a very long episode. What are we at right now? About almost an hour and a half. Ah, okay. We're good. Yeah, we're, we should be fine. Yeah. But we're going we're gonna to go into our preliminary uh, picks here. Uh, for Fantasy Warfare 2019. And again, this is important, y'all, because you guys have the power to decide who's going into the final spots in this tournament. Yes. So uh, we'll be putting out posts on Twitter on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then a week from today, we'll be announcing who's made the final tournament brackets as we review uh, the Survivor Series and NXT TakeOver cards. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, So... The, the the 12 that we've picked out here for the last six preliminary spots. Uh, first off, a fantasy... Well, well uh, real quick, yes. let's just say this is random. This is uh, random. We we did randomize all of these. Yes, so the, this is a random bracket. Yeah. We placed all 12 of these people in a randomized bracket, and uh, these matches are random. So if you see your guy in, in these matches, it's up to you to get him into Fantasy Warfare. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Fantasy Warfare prelim contenders here. And I will say, our first entrant into the prelims here, uh, 
I understand there's going to be a lot of people who are, are wondering, why is he in the prelims? He should be in the main part of the card. He's one of the best in the world. And, of course, he was last year's finalist alongside uh, reigning Fantasy Warfare champion Tommaso Ciampa, who... Indeed. Unfortunately, he could not be on the card due to in uh, he could not be in the tournament due to injury. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but Kenny Omega is in the prelims this year. Yes, and you all might be wondering why is Kenny Omega in the prelims? Like I said, he's one of the best in the world, right? No, and we qu- agree with that. Yeah, no you know. question about it. He yeah. he should be in the main spot. The difference being this year, he's just his body of work this year is not even close to what it was last year or the year before that. Yes, he's had some great matches, whether it be with Tanahashi, John Moxley, tagging with the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. whatever. He's had some great matches. But his body of work this year is just not impressive enough for us to put him in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, no no offense to Kenny. He's great. We recognize that 100%. But, again, we just want to see more from Kenny Omega before making that commitment to putting him in the top 10. And we just didn't get enough of that this year. Yep. So, if you really want Kenny to be in the Fantasy Warfare Tournament... You, you better vote for him when we put out these polls here. It's up to you. It's up to you to make sure that Kenny gets in. So who is uh, who is Kenny going up against in the preliminary bracket? Kenny Omega will be going up against uh, someone who was the, uh, the title holder of the North American Championship for a very long time. Uh, this man had some great matches against Matt Riddle, as well as against Johnny Gargano this year. Uh, he's got a lot of charisma and a long way to go in his career. The Velveteen Dream. Oh, snap. So there's a lot of charisma here in this matchup. So again, Velveteen Dream versus Kenny Omega will be on Monday's matchup here on Twitter. So you got to decide who's going in. Will it be Kenny Omega? Will it be Velveteen Dream who will be entering into the Fantasy Warfare 2019 tournament? Yep. Next on the card here, we have a man who really showed it, showed out rather uh, for the G1, just like a lot of these other uh, New Japan uh, people have been. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii. A lot of people have been saying he deserves a title run. I I don't you know. I mean, I can't disagree. I, I don't with disagree. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, uh, Tomohiro Ishii. Definitely had some amazing matches, particularly with John Moxley mm-hmm. uh, in uh, the G1. Um, His match with uh, Jeff Cobb. Match with Fantastic. Jeff Cobb was awesome. Uh, I think Shingo Takagi. He's had he had a great G1, mm-hmm. and I would love to see him have um, a, a title run with the IWGP Championship soon. I think that he deserves it. Whether or not that day comes, we'll have to wait and see. But Tamahiro Ishii makes his debut into fantasy into Headlock Talks Fantasy Warfare Tournament here mm-hmm. for 2019, and he will be facing none other than the King of Bros himself, Matt Riddle. Uh, Matt Riddle's had a dominant year yeah. himself. Um, he's had. Um, a bit of an a bit of ups and downs. He had a great match with with Adam Cole. Um, he's definitely made a, a name for himself, especially with his feuds with Goldberg and him calling out Brock Lesnar. Yeah, a, yeah. another rising star and a man who really, if he was still on the independent circuit, a lot of companies would build around him. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they he would be champion almost anywhere else. It's you know to be seen whether or not he will be champion for NXT or for WWE, uh, but he's definitely got a lot of big potential for that. 
He's got a big match with Finn Balor this year. Uh, he's definitely been an undeniable presence in NXT and WWE this year. Yeah. So, uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Matt Riddle in what would be a hell of a match in real life. Dude, that's that's a match I never even thought of, but now I need it. Like, that, <laughs> that sounds incredible. It sounds like an amazing match. Yeah. Uh, this match will be at, on the Twitter polls on Tuesday. The Tuesday. So, Tuesday, make sure to check out our Twitter poll uh, for Headlock Talk again Matt Riddle, Tomohiro Ishii. Indeed. Uh, for uh, the next match here, uh, we have uh, current reigning and defending PWG World Heavyweight Champion and somebody who's had uh, big runs in Ring of Honor as well as New Japan this year. Another G1 contestant, but again, somebody who's kind of been in around the, the independent circuit a little bit here, Jeff Cobb. Yes. Now, Jeff Cobb is one of your favorites, uh, Stephen. Indeed. Indeed he is. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb is... Uh, so... He the way he wrestles, in my opinion, is very similar to how the War Raiders wrestle. They are very big guys, obviously, and they have a lot of big guy moves. They got power slams. They got you know DD not DDTs, but like you know big power moves. Yeah, but they also can move like crazy. Yeah. The first time I saw Jeff Cobb do a suicide dive, I made that Home Alone face, hands on the side of my face, <laughs> mouth wide open. He he does suicide dives. He he jumps off the top rope. He's doing cartwheels. He's doing moon salts crazy crazy stuff for a guy his size and uh he's just explosive and every time he gets in the ring you're gonna have one of those holy shit moments yeah you know by far one of the most agile big men in all of pro wrestling oh yeah 100 100 definitely deserves that that pwg title and uh every time he gets in that ring you know it's gonna be a good one so yes yes he's an amazing talent here and he'll be taking on uh, one of the the darlings of the year, uh, somebody who you know his loss left with, uh, um, I guess a lot of fans with outrage over how it happened and and why it happened and everything like that. Um, he won the WWE Championship at WrestleMania and started a, a his own kind of movement. Uh, Kofi Kingston. Yes, Kofi yes. Kingston, w, former WWE champion. He will be taking on Jeff Cobb in our Twitter polls on Wednesday. Yes. So, uh, yeah, if if you want to, you know, see Jeff Cobb, or if you want to see Kofi Kingston, go in and advance in the uh, the main tournament here for Fantasy Warfare. Again, Kofi Kingston versus Jeff Cobb will be on Wednesday. This one is very very hard for me. And honestly, I'm kind of glad that our listeners are going to be deciding this one because it's very hard. This one's a very hard one for me because I love Jeff Cobb. He's insane. But I also feel like, man, Kofi should, like, he should still be champion right now, Mm. honestly. Mm. So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Thank you, listeners, for taking the brunt of this because I don't think I would be able to pick. (laughs) Of course. And here's another very, very difficult one. Okay. Mm. Um, a lot of people have argued whether or not this man should have won the AEW championship last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's perhaps the hottest baby face in all of wrestling in North America, at least. Maybe even in the, in the whole world. Uh, current uh, part executive vice president of AEW, mm-hmm. Cody. Yes, yes, Cody. Co- Cody is here in Fantasy Warfare. I mean, it's he's had a heck of a year himself, you know? Yeah, Cody's very similar, uh, and we were talking about this earlier, uh, Cody's very similar, 
or his situation, I guess, in terms of this tournament is very similar to how Kenny is right now, where obviously they're some of the best wrestlers on the planet. Like, that's undeniable for sure. It's just, uh, you know, Cody and Kenny, they're both executive vice presidents of AEW. Yes. They got a lot going on. Uh, their work rate this year is nowhere near what they usually have put out in the last few years. So their talent is 100% undeniable. The The matches that they have been in this year have been absolutely undeniably good. It's just, uh, there's not that much from them, you right. know, uh, a handful of matches here and there, which mm-hmm. are all really good, uh, but nowhere near some of the other people on this, uh, on this list. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, his, his influence here, I would, I, I would actually argue that he's had better matches this year than Kenny Omega has. In I would s- agree. In some regards. Um, I, I, he's had great matches with, uh, Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a great match with with uh, Chris Jericho um, at uh, Full Gear, and then the match with his brother Dustin. Match of the year candidate. A, def- a definite match of the year candidate uh, for sure. Um, yeah, and I mean, look, he he helped start a company and put wrestling back on TNT for the first time in twenty years. He, WWE has got legit competition yeah. uh, for the first time in decades. In part, in a large part, because of Cody. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, him being in here is undeniable. Yes, his loss to Jericho hurts, and it puts into question whether or not he would ever be AEW champion. Who knows? But, uh, yes, this match, or this this tournament, at least in the prelims, would not be complete with at least making note of Cody. Yes. And he will actually be taking on somebody on Thursday in our Twitter polls. Again, this is on Thursday. And somebody had part of a dream match here. A man who, in his own right, was WWE champion earlier this year. Yes. Perhaps one of the hottest heels in wrestling at that time. It almost feels like years ago. But, I mean, really, this man had a fantastic run. He even created his own belt. Yes. Uh, the Hemp Belt. Uh, he is the planet's champion. The, the leader of the Yes Movement. Daniel Bryan. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this one is so hard, man. Because... Uh, yeah, because obviously Cody's one of my favorites right now. He and he, like you said, in, in large part uh, helped make AEW what it is. Which you know, I'm I'm all in on AEW. I, I'm watching every Dynamite. I'm I'm loving almost everything except the Librarian bit. You know, um, but the thing with Daniel Bryan is his WWE title run is one of the best things I've seen from WWE in the past few years. Yes, it, it absolutely. Is just it's undeniably the best title run in the last, I would say, three years probably. Yeah. And so, it, wow, th- this one is very very hard for me. Yeah, and he made Kofi Kingston look immense. Mm. I, I think that um, you know Kofi wouldn't have been as over as he got without having Daniel Bryan there. And, for sure. And they put on the the match that stole the show at WrestleMania this year. Mm-hmm. In many ways, Daniel Bryan's just an amazing talent. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he had a great match with Adam Cole uh, just not too long ago. Yeah, so, I mean, Daniel Bryan's undeniable here in, in at least the prelims of this tournament. Um, you know, so, again, Cody versus Daniel Bryan will be on the Twitter poll on Thursday. So make sure to tune in and check that one out, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed. Um, somebody else who is a current champion, actually, and he will be defending his title against Daniel Bryan at Survivor Series, yes. making his debut into the Fantasy Warfare uh, tournament, The Fiend Bray Wyatt. 
Yes. Um, a lot of his being in here is the fanfare from all of his segments and vignettes doing the Firefly Funhouse. Uh, but then, again, his feud with Seth Rollins and his undeniable popularity and his winning the title at Crown Jewel has made it, again, undeniable yeah. uh, for his entrance here into Fantasy Warfare. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we've talked about The Fiend and in, in, in extension Bray Wyatt on this show uh, a lot recently. And, uh, man, his, his character is spectacular, honestly. You know, whether you know what they did at Hell in the Cell is your cup of tea, whether him winning the title this soon at Crown Jewel is your cup of tea, uh, his character and like you said, the fanfare that that he's putting on is killer. It's yeah. just, it's just killer. And then obviously Bray Wyatt, the man behind the fiend, kayfabe spoiler, sorry. Yeah. Um, obviously Bray Wyatt is is a fantastic wrestler and a fantastic personality in the ring as well. So I mean. I can't see uh, any reason for him to not be on this list. Yes, one definitely one of the most original characters since I would say the Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Fiend definitely deserved to make a an appearance here. And you know, with with that being said, it's going to take an import killer to stand up to the Fiend. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, another fan favorite here of Headlock Talk and former OTT uh, heavyweight champion, Jordan Devlin. Now, Jordan Devlin, he had an amazing run in this year's uh, Progress Super Strong Style 16 tournament. Yes. Uh, again, uh, pr- former longtime heavyweight you know, OTT champion. Uh, amazing wrestler. He's worked in progress. He's worked in OTT. He's worked in uh, NXT UK. An amazing, um, immense talent is Jordan Devlin. Yes. You know, um, that match with uh, him and David Starr in uh, OTT. Yeah, the fifth anniversary show. It's so killer. Yeah. If you guys can just pay for the one, just one month to be able to watch that match. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was a great match. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend it to anybody out there. Uh, Jordan Devlin puts on a heck of a show each and every time. Um, you know, And he doesn't get that a chance to show it off all that much in WWE, which is unfortunate. But you should definitely check out his stuff in progress. You, uh, he's also um, a progress tag team champion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, yeah, he's... Uh, an immense talent and uh, definitely could not be denied here this year. Uh, so he'll be taking on uh, the fiend again, Jordan Devlin versus the fiend on Friday on our Twitter polls. Yep. So again, if you're fans of Jordan Devlin, if you're fans of the fiend, check that out again on Friday, that leaves us with Saturday, which is another hotly contested match here. Um, AJ styles, the current reigning and defending uh, WWE United States champion who will be taking on Shinsuke Nakamura and Roderick Strong at Survivor Series. He's had a great year. Mm-hmm. Um, very solid. Maybe not as, as immense in years past, but he definitely had a great match with Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Or at least a very, very solid good match. Um, he's uh, feuded with Seth Rollins. I mean, I think there's a lot of people who would say that maybe him versus Seth Rollins might be a, Russell, a potential WrestleMania main event type match, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps. I, I don't know. 
Uh, we'll just have to wait and see how that turns out. Yeah, I, I think with, uh, not to cut you off, but I think with uh, AJ Styles, the, the biggest reason, at least for me, that he made it on this uh, top 12 preliminary uh, list is his consistency. Yes, I was thinking the exact same word. You know, he not every one of his matches has been like five-star quality, uh, but they all have been at least three and a half, four stars. Yes. He, he is a very, very consistent talent. No matter what he's doing, no matter where he's where he is or who he's with, um, all of his matches are consistently good. Yes, and he always consistently makes his opponent look good. Absolutely, too. yeah. Uh, and I think that goes a long way. So AJ Styles definitely... You know, it here once again, Fantasy War for 2019, and he's going to be taking on somebody who has been quite dominant. Yes, yes. Uh, in the wrestling world, uh, uh, current or uh, current NXT UK champion, former Progress World Champion, former Progress uh, Atlas Atlas champion, champion mm-hmm. uh, former OTT champion. Uh, uh, former PWG World Heavyweight Champion. The list goes on. The the man's been everywhere, everywhere in Europe. He's he's been everywhere in England. He's been everywhere, you know, here in America too. In in, in more recent times, he had a match with Seth Rollins not too long ago. Walter, yes, Walter versus AJ Styles on Saturday. Uh, I mean, this would be a crazy match to see in real life. Mm-hmm. I would love to see it. Uh, but yes, Walter taking on AJ Styles in the final spot on Saturday's poll. So, you know, um, next Saturday, if you're fans of Walter, if you're fans of AJ Styles, make sure to, to go to our Twitter page at Headlock Talk and vote on Saturday. On Saturday. Yes. But yeah, so to round it out again, Monday's Twitter poll is Velveteen Dream versus Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuesday's is Matt Riddle versus Tomohiro Ishii. Wednesday's is Kofi Kingston taking on Jeff Cobb. Thursday's is Cody versus Daniel Bryan. Friday's is Jordan Devlin taking on The Fiend. And Saturday is AJ Styles taking on Volter. So again, please go on to Twitter at Headlock Talk and vote every day this coming week for who you think should enter into the Fantasy Warfare 2019 tournament and join the previously named 10 contestants into this year's tournament. Man, I'm going to be checking uh, the the poll on Thursday like every hour with uh, Cody <laughs> Daniel Bryan because I really don't know. Uh, I could really see that one going either way. And yes. It's funny. I want both guys in. So yes. it, it's going to be kind of crazy. I'll be watching that one closely. These polls will only be open for 24 hours each day, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure to cast your vote uh, and uh, uh, for your favorite wrestlers each and every day so they get a chance to be into the, the Fantasy Warfare tournament. Indeed. Okay? Indeed. Um, beyond that... Uh, we are Headlock Talk. You can follow us on Twitter at Headlock Talk, and please do so that way you can cast your vote for Fantasy Warfare 2019. You can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play, and more. Just go to our link tree where you can uh, tune into our episodes and make sure to hit that subscribe button. If you really want to help us out, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to also leave a uh, rating and review 
preferably five stars, <laughs> wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, we always love and appreciate your feedback, and, and we really want to hear more from you guys. That's why we're doing this Fantasy Warfare tournament here. And I think that we're, we're going to have a lot of fun with this one. Indeed. Um, if you are a business and you happen to love the sound of Steve and I's sensual voices. Oh, hello. Um, mm. Indeed. <laughs> uh, you can definitely hit us up at headlocktalk at gmail.com. Again, that's headlocktalk at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you uh, if you are interested in doing any advertising with us. Um, beyond that, Stephen, you have anything else for us before we close out this episode? I do have one more thing. Yeah. One more thing. Um, we are still up for two awards for the Rant Podcast Wrestling Awards. Uh, yes. Headlock Talk is nominated for Best Duo and Best Newcomers. Uh, that's the RVNT pod on Twitter. Uh, you can take a look at their Twitter. We also have a link to it on our Twitter uh, for the the voting polls or, or whatever. So if you like us, if you want to see us win some of those awards or both of the awards, which would be cool, um, head over there and vote Headlock Talk for Best Duo and Best Newcomers. Again, that's uh, the RVNT pod. Uh, on Twitter, we really appreciate you guys' vote. Yes, yes, and I think there's there's another place that you can find it as well. I think it's a uh, Wrestle Hub. Let me oh, just okay. double check this right real quick here. You should change it up so that we don't get sued. <laughs> what if I just stop? There you go. Can I just stop? Sure. I don't want to get sued. Yeah, I think that's preferable. I mean, yeah. Um, Free publicity. Where is maybe. it? Who knows? Where is it? <laughs> um, yeah, it should be on here somewhere. Do you want to just cut all that? Yeah, we'll, we'll cut. We'll, we'll just cut it. <laughs> okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Man, maybe we shouldn't cut it. That's pretty funny. It is. It's pretty. It's pretty good. I don't I, know. I like it. I like it. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh yeah, I can't find it, you guys. But yeah, go go to uh, uh the rant podcast on Twitter. Again, uh, you can actually find that at the R V N T Pod on Twitter. So make sure to go there. Um, they've got a lot of links on their page to cast your vote. Uh, or you can also visit our page where we've got it posted as well. You can Indeed. definitely check it out there Indeed. and uh, make your voice known that you want Headlock Talk to win for best duo and best. Uh, newcomers. So, you know, hey, we, but uh, even if you guys don't vote for us, we appreciate you. We oh, appreciate you listening. Anyway. Yes, yes, it is at the Wrestle Hub. Oh shit, we got it. Yeah, at the Wrestle Hub on Twitter, you can cast your vote. Just click on the Google Doc, sign in, and vote for us, as well as any ever any of our other fellow BBR brethren and sister. Of course, yes, indeed. Uh, Queen is up for uh, Queen's Court for Best Podcast of the Year. Shout out, to Queen. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, Wrestling Reverb and Josh, they're nominated for awards. EPW show with Conrad, he's up for awards. Badlands up for awards. Uh, you know, JPQ with uh, NPA Pod is up for awards. Queen and Pup Connection. Queen and Pup Connection. Yes. Even Brainbuster Radio itself, even though it's long dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're our, up for uh, best brand. Yeah, our members are still alive, mm-hmm. so we would gladly accept the award on behalf of uh, everybody else involved. Um, so. 
Definitely make sure your voice is heard. Go on to Twitter at the Wrestle Hub or at the Rant Pod. Again, it's the R V N T Pod um, or the Wrestle Hub on Twitter. Uh, click on the Google Link document and cast your vote for Headlock Talk. Indeed. Anything else, Stephen? I think that's it. Uh, I do have one other thing. Oh shit! I love you guys. I love you thank, too. Thank you for your immense support each and every week, and thank you for tuning into this exceptionally long episode of Headlock Talk. We're, what are we at? We're at about uh, almost two hours. Holy God! So we got to get out of here. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, we've talked you guys' ears off this week, but we love and support you guys. And and uh, you know, like I said, we wouldn't be here without you. Indeed. So, uh, you know, keep on showing love. We'll keep on showing love back. Um, get out of here, you crazy scamps! I know you got better things to do than listen to us all day. Beat it, nerd! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Thank you guys again, and uh, we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Yes, yes. Thank you guys. All right. Good night, y'all. Later. Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com win for your chance to win from Morris Home. For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com/safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.